hello everyone welcome to the new episode of everyday talkies now before you jump on to listening to this episode wait take a breath smile get your regular dose of life changing entropy here on everyday talkies hello guys welcome to the new episode of everyday talkies we're back with another episode of review kar that's my rap voice hello and that's pushkar okay, sorry that just went what was that <laughs> what just happened <laughs> Guys, slow down the last 10 seconds in 0.25 and you'll understand what I have spoken about here back to another episode of Review Corner where we'll be reviewing the movie Luca and with that, tidbits about Porco Rosso and Ponyo but we'll come to all of that. Pushkar, how are you? There's no point asking you that you're there every other day. Yeah, we were just recording last night so not much has changed since then, you know. So, I'm, I'm good. Today, uh, for Review Corner, we're reviewing uh, another Pixar movie. Oh no, another Disney movie but a Pixar movie. Uh, Luca. Or you know what? Before all of that, we have to do our traditions. We can't, you know, do justice to that. Or like, let's read the IMDb uh, logline, and then we you know I'll ask you this important question. But you can. So Luca, it goes something like this: On the Italian Riviera, an unlikely but strong friendship grows between a human being and a sea monster disguised as a human. Wait, what? This is uh, I don't know whom they're talking about, but well. I'm telling you, these loglines people write it before the movie comes out, and then they just forget about about updating it. You know, before we begin, I know, I know we break down the movie. I know we you know we do characters and all of that. You know, I'm not an expert, but one thing I can say when I watched this movie, and I just did it like five minutes ago, and I messaged you, like I had a smiling face, man. Like in this world, I don't know, you don't smile quite often, and this movie just made me smile. And especially after watching like things like you know, Mind Hunter and Hannibal, this was such a change of pace, and I guess I needed it. Like I'm still smiling. Like that's the impact of this movie. So I don't know. I'm, That's good. That's like your most freshest initial impression of the movie about me. Yeah, I obviously loved it because of the kind of movies I've been watching recently. I kind of uh, loved it even more than uh, I would have otherwise. Like you said, you were just smiling. There is a certain not innocence, but there is a certain mood to the movie that just brings you out. That that just brings a kind of happiness out of you, you know. Uh, and not like the kind of we're talking about while when we were talking about Raya or when we were talking about Soul. This is like a very easygoing kind of low stakes. It's like a coming of age story uh, that takes place in one of the most beautiful places in the world, Italy, and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of it's very nice. Let's give some context to the audience. So, could you tell us like what this movie is all about, and then we'll you know go into deep into that. So, just give us a quick like a better version of what the IMDb logline gives. Okay, so essentially, what this movie is about is uh, two kids. Oh uh, wait, wait, wait! No, three. Spoiler alert, guys. Okay. Just in case, I don't know. You have to see these things. You do because uh, I had I hadn't seen any trailers for this movie. That's why I went in completely blank. So yeah. Anyway, this is this movie is about uh, a sea monster named Luca, who kind of discovers the joy of friendship and kind of it's it's very much like you know um, there's not really much you can describe about it. It's like there are two three uh, plot points in the movie. Like one is about this girl who wants to win a race. One is about uh, these two friends. want to uh, win a vespa and one is about um, luca basically uh, discovering the human world uh, while his parents are trying to send him to the deep so there are like a few different plot lines going on but mainly i think the best way to describe this movie would be that it is the summer vacation of two children like that's i think the best way i can describe it like you know how we used to have summer vacations back when we were kids and everything that used to happen over those two months of summer vacations this is basically an essence of that uh, but with sea monsters and vespas first of all we should stop calling them sea monsters they were like nowhere nowhere sea monsters um, <laughs> but okay but, okay but tell me this so you know when this movie came out you told me that 
watch this movie but you have to watch two more movies that's poker ross and ponyo both from ghibli i loved it like immensely they were i would say exactly the same things like this one you know kept you smiling you know lifted your mood up so whenever the day was like a bit sad i knew that today was a day where i'm watching either one of these three movies just to you know lift my moods up and it really did but why these two movies yeah so uh, basically what happened is with raya and the last dragon that kind of set up precedent that maybe it's good that i recommend anshul other movies along with these movies because all of these movies are very like kind of light they're not really heavy they're not very uh, self serious they're kind of chill uh, very uh, li- lively movies and what happens is once you watched miyazaki's work once you watch ghibli movies whenever you watch an animated movie you can't help but compare it to one or the other ghibli movie. especially with luca after i watched and after i read uh, about it the director plainly stated that this was very much drawn from miyazaki's work Uh, he said that it was a combination of Federico Fellini uh, who is an Italian filmmaker and uh, Miyazaki who is who is the founder of Ghibli and so you can see a lot of influences from that but you can also see uh, dif- where it, where it differs from uh, those movies and also like um, i think they make for really good companion pieces you know 100% like i think i watched uh, ponyo first uh, i don't know why yeah. just the name was shorter i thought i'll like it better and i really did you know and the theme it surrounded right i think uh, did you know what ponyo is based on before or after you watched it it's based on a very famous uh, fairy tale is it the little mermaid yep damn okay yeah it's it's uh, miyazaki's take on the little mermaid i'm not learned little mermaid but you know it did seem like it but i guess it, this this version was a lot better you know <laughs> it had a similar theme to you know uh, what we watched uh, for ryan the last dragon what was the movie uh, that time we watched the miyazaki movie uh, nausicaa nausicaa right so even there the theme the central theme was environment you know and uh, saving the environment and how things like that and even in this movie it was all, it was the same where the sea there was an entire world of people living inside the sea and you know you have to equally value them and uh, all of that and then again it ended back to the whole idea of friendship and that is why i related this movie to uh, luca very much because again the whole thing like that's the entire world under the sea and uh, he discovers the land yeah he discovers the land and then he forms such strong friendships which you know shape his life entirely so i think that is why i found such parallels and i really like that and it's amazing because uh, miyazaki most of his miyazaki's films have a lot to do with nature because i don't know he just really loves dwelling on themes of nature versus uh, modernity or nature versus machines uh, if you want a good example of that watch princess mononoke like we'll get to that sometime but yeah and uh, what is so amazing about this is like you have an italian filmmaker getting inspired from a japanese filmmaker making a movie that is so universal that two indian guys sitting in india can relate to it can like uh, like this you know can look at it and like oh yeah this i know this feeling like even if, if the details are different it's like you can watch it and you can really this this feeling of this you know whole um, this experience of friendship and this experience of the uh, the whole vacation kind of a uh, mood like i can relate to it you know 100% it's like sometimes yeah. What have you watched, Luca? I just remember the dialogues, man. They just keep on saying Santa Mozzarella. Julia keeps on saying that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's very funny. I mean, let's come to the characters. You know, let's do justice to our format. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't I don't feel justice asking this question. Like, who's your favorite character? Is everyone was nice? You know, just let's just go one by one. Let's talk. Oh about no, I know who my favorite was. My favorite was the. <laughs> yeah definitely it was no like my serious answer would be the grandmom but uh, my my uh, first humorous answer was going to be that um, the angler fish uncle <laughs> ugo ugo uncle ugo i guess 
uncle ugo yes that's like that was horrifying like it, it, it was funny but it was also very horrifying but yeah dude like the grandma is amazing because she's like uh, she she reminded me of uh, this uh, i don't think you've seen minari yet but the grandma from minari or like basically any good movie uh, grandma you know she's very rebellious she's very irreverent and uh, she absolutely does not give two uh, dashes about uh, any authority or anything that the parents might try to set and she's very uh, loving and she's encouraging uh, towards luca uh, like while luca and uh, what is the other kid's name i forgot wow alberto 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 and luca while they were um, they were very nice and they were very interesting i think i related more with luca just simply because of how innocent he is in a way and he's kind of always looking for someone to guide him and uh, the whole story is about him trying to come and come into his own you know because at first he's like he gets uh, he gets very he's admiring uh, alberto and he gets very uh, fascinated with him then he starts getting fascinated with julia and uh, you know her whole thing of astronomy and this and that and at the end you know he kind of finally comes into his own and starts like he decides what he wants to do and what he likes you know while and while it, it, that's what i think uh, is a very uh, beautiful thing about this movie that it is about friendship but it is also about how friendship can help us grow when you're talking about this right friendships and luca and edward relation the the scene right where they find out that alberto is a sea monster and luca yeah. does not defend him right he just leaves him to be yeah, and yeah. goes away you know some part of my heart really died i i i understand the dynamics that they were trying to create and i loved how they reconciled that portion and finally luca came to himself luca became alberto uh, towards the end and uh, he started taking risks it was nice like i i can't say any other words it's hard to go step by step with this movie because the movie itself is so scattered in some ways because it is so scattered you kind of uh, enjoy it in a different way okay so some of the more interesting things that i want to get at is there is an a, a very inherent italianness to this movie in a way that a lot of other movies don't like you, we've seen other movies set in italy and this and that but there are so many things in this movie that are especially italian like the the emphasis on vespas the emphasis on you know food like the, the pastas and spaghettis and also like uh, there are entire sequences that uh, reference you know uh, da vinci and galileo and you know all these dream sequences about planes and the astronomy and all this stuff which just i don't know just as a cultural enthusiast i guess uh, that made me very happy to watch because there are clearly more references in there that even i did not uh, pick up on now i understand why you wanted me to watch porco rosso because it draws from the same cultural values yeah exactly like and what i want to get at is i appreciate the amount of uh, the attention to detail that animators or like uh, storytellers at pixar uh, go to to kind of incorporate uh, an entire culture into a movie like how we saw with raya raya for all its like flaws and all its uh, greatness it coalesced all of south southeast asian culture into it tried to coalesce all of southeast asian culture into one movie and uh, with luca they kind of did the same thing but uh, they they you know boil down the whole italian uh, experience the, at least the 60s italian experience to its very core and uh, at at a lot of points you kind of felt that you were there you know with the music and with all the the lighting even the lighting the lighting in this movie is amazing the way the, uh, they've animated the light uh, underwater and also above water it's it looks absolutely beautiful um, the animated dream sequences kind of shift from like traditional animation and go into like a more watercolor inspired like a painting like animation uh, like kind of a 2d style as well which is also like maybe it's referencing some italian painters that i don't know of but it looks absolutely it gives the uh, film you know uh, 
a more layered kind of um, approach like it gives it gives the world of luka more uh, it makes the world bigger almost like you feel like italy italy so much bigger than just like the town of uh, porto rosso true like i know we have this section right where we talk we talk about our favorite scenes and you know uh, and it's a pixar movie so all about animations and all of that and this sequence was exactly in my mind that when this point comes up this would be in my mind the whole both the sequences right the first one where um, alberto says uh, to luca that they're fishes right and he imagines that they're fishes and he touches the moon and then he drops down that sequence and the next sequence where julia talks to him about astronomy and then it touched my you know love for astronomy there where she taught him about solar yeah. systems galaxies universes and then the plates and all of that that sequence is absolutely amazing i really love that you know even with when we talk about characters like there is a kind of like because i was reading about it and the director who is italian he he was one of the animators at pixar and he pitched this story to them and they were like sure let's do it and you can direct it and so uh, this story was very personal to him because it's kind of autobiographical in a way because he says that the story is about the summers that he spent on beaches and when he met met his best friend when he was 11 you know and uh, he says that he was a shy kid and uh, you know he had a completely different life in the city but when he uh, went to the beaches and uh, during the summers and uh, hung out with his best friend that was like that was really special to him and he wanted to uh, to make a movie about that friendship and uh, you can really see like um, they, the way they get the uh, characters of all the children like uh, luca alberto and julia the way they um, you know kind of get their sensibilities their flaws their little idiosyncrasies i think it's almost like it's it's pitch perfect that um, because there is one thing like if you're making a movie about children you have to cast children right and you have to sometimes you can just let children be children and you can film them but when you're animating you don't really have children to go by like you don't you don't have the spontaneity of children you know you you can't just like make a character and then uh, let him act like a child you have to really like like pay attention in you have to make sure that you get all these little you know antics of the children right and obviously the voices the voice acting helps the, but the the voice acting can only go so far you know you have to then make sure that you can believe that these small animated characters are children like that's what miyazaki especially is so good at in a way but i think this goes even farther this gets so much right about being what it is to be a child you know like alberto is that kind of uh, person who because he does not have a father he kind of likes to make stuff up and uh, pretend that he knows everything you know acts like he uh, is all knowing and he's trying to teach luca but it, actually what it is is that he actually needs luca in his life and he'll go to go to any length or he'll um, lie to any length to basically keep him with him you know and it makes sense right he stayed at that dingy lighthouse for more than a year or something you know there were so many lights i did not count but yeah it seemed like more than a year and you know living alone that yeah uh, unless your uncle ugo you can't survive that <laughs> i guess that's why he needed luca and all that and you know when you talked about uh, the director and all of that you know the director acted in this or voiced in this movie as well i mean i don't i'm not surprised because a lot of people i guess do that uh, but yeah who was he playing he was like the father Julius father. Oh wow. Nice. See that's now that's interesting because that kind of comes full circle that he played the father to uh, you know the main character who is based on him. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Huh. And then there's this whole sequence of Porterosco cup or whatever that is. The Porterosco cup. Yeah. And you realize what Porterosco is named after, right? No. It's named after Porcorosco. What seriously? Yeah. Was it that simple? <laughs> Yeah it was that's what it came from like the director uh, i told you nice he's a big fan of miyazaki and he wanted to he like so 
what happened was he wanted to name uh, the main character Luca Portoroso but wow. then instead uh, he ended up naming the city Portoroso and Luca's name became Paguro and Paguro in Italian means hermit crab hermit crab is basically something a crab that doesn't really like to go anywhere he likes to just stay in his hole and so like in a way it's like the story is about Luca kind of coming out of his hole and uh, seeing the world uh, exploring the world you know okay now things are becoming clearer i guess yeah so the potoroso cup right that was the plot point which i think revealed everything uh, from start towards the end this little girl who wants to win this cup and there's this ernesto who is this very rude person man like he hit a child uh, that's just sad i think you mean ercole right oh sorry ercole this is what happened names man i'm difficult it's just but yeah ercole and his and his obsession with you know killing sea monsters and his obsession with winning and you know showing off his vespa and one more thing did vespa really sponsor this movie or what like what was vespa like i understand i get it <laughs> but i'm sure there was some money exchange between disney and vespa come on I mean, probably, probably. I mean, obviously, like after this, uh, like after Luca comes out, uh, Vespas are gonna like sell like crazy, like if they aren't already. And imagine if like, Vespa is already one of the cult um, scooters, like, and it was like seventy-five years ago. It's not even a reason. Like, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> no. Pixar is trying to uh, brainwash the kids early. You know, they're like uh, Vespa has sponsored us, so we're gonna brainwash the kids into thinking Vespas are cool. And when these kids uh, grow up, they're gonna want to buy Vespas. So ah. it's a conspiracy. And by the time they grow up, these vessels vessels will become vintage and become extremely costly. Wow! Disney has Disney and Vespa did some mastermind marketing, but I'm sure all of this is you know tin foil hat theories. <laughs> Disney playing the long game. And who knows? Maybe Disney will buy Vespa in the future. Okay, now we are just diverting to something else. Well, come on. Have you ever heard of a triathlon which has swimming, cycling, and eating pasta? Uh, I mean, if I could do one of those things, very well. <laughs> And I know for sure what that is. You know, I don't know whether you'll be eating pasta good enough. I don't know. Like maybe you can make pasta. I think that's the only thing that you can do. No, I can make pasta. I also love eating it. Actually, I can do the cycling thing too. I've been doing a lot of cycling lately. So yeah, you can take care of the swimming part. Yeah, I'll be that guy in that uh, submarine suit like Luca walking on the sea. But you know, watching these movies have given me that innate feeling of becoming a sea creature. Imagine like Ponyo or being this, having a life both underwater and above water. Seeing them not afraid of all the challenges that these areas might throw you into, it's absolutely amazing. Come on, like there's a whole different world which we have not even explored, and we're fighting our challenges over the land. You know, you should read Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea in that case. But uh, anyway, so that has been my weekly Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea plug. Um, But yeah, one thing and another thing I really appreciate about this movie is that it doesn't ever go like too dark. You know, it's like uh, it's a story that has weight to it. It is serious at times. It deals with some really serious stuff like uh, you know uh, abandonment and uh, it deals with like uh, being fe- feeling like an outsider and this and that. But it never goes dark for the sake of going dark. Like you know. Um, just because these uh, these two boys are sea monsters it never goes into that thing of uh, like uh, you know the village suddenly uh, takes up pitchforks and tries to kill uh, the sea monsters or something like that even when you know the urkuli or something try, uh, is like i'm going to kill the sea monster it's taken as a joke Uh, so there is like a sense of lightness to it, which I think uh, goes really well. And it's not lightness for the sake that they're afraid to, you know, uh, get dark or get serious. But it's more like this is a children's movie and this is an an optimistic movie, where uh, the the end point or the goal is that at the end of the day, no matter how different you are, uh, you can 
come together you can uh, find acceptance in in some places it's like that like because the movie ends with uh, luca who wants to go to school kind of going to school uh, even though he's a sea monster you know it is a very old school optimism that uh, the movie embodies embodies that we don't see a lot anymore in movies at least and even in our generation but let's not cater to us like uh, this uh, people around us they want to watch movies which are um, i would say you know more intellectually challenging you know that's why people love uh, the works of uh, what who is that person nolan oh wow i forgot his name and all of <laughs> so you know works of nolan or movies which you know require you to sit down understand with open ended things and all that i am equally excited about all those they have their place in life but sometimes you need to watch movies which i don't know like if you still call them children's movie i don't like i really don't consider these pixar movies as children's movies i really thoroughly enjoy them maybe i'm a children uh, a child but they teach us basic things they teach you to be happy and you know in a very subtle sense if you remember you know we blame disney for the early princess movies right because which portrayed women on girls or in a negative fashion or they compartmentalize them in some way or the other and you know now we talk about them now we you know encourage that thing and i think disney is changing with the time or pixar is changing with that time uh, where they're trying to encourage and you know inculcate these small things which you just mentioned right um, acceptance of people who are not alike us and uh, education from the early age and all of that so yeah i guess i i'm glad you brought that up because i think um Disney and Pixar both have improved a lot um in in their approach to diff- like making movies about different cultures like uh, you know if this was if this was like uh, made, if Luca was made like 20 years ago it would be made by some uh, some actual like uh, some american guy who had never been to italy and it would be full of you know people going hey it's me mario or something like that i don't know but uh, i think they've done a lot to kind of really uh, authenticate the cultures that they're telling stories about that i think that makes me also re- really happy uh, that they're actively trying to kind of get the aesthetic or get get the way that different cultures tell stories like for example with raya it was like the story while it was you know like indiana jones type of like adventure story it kind of uh, also embodied the whole uh, east the southeastern uh, emphasis on religion and emphasis on uh, you know the emphasis on food and weather and you know uh, what dragons might mean to us like something like that and uh, with luca it, luca very much uh, feels like a you know uh, an old italian movie it feels like it was directed by someone who grew up watching european cinema who grew up watching like i've been watching a lot of romer movies lately and watching romer uh, i got the same feeling that i uh, got watching romer watching luca it's that these filmmakers are not uh, inherently of the uh, you know that whole uh, monolith of uh, american cinema of that because american cinema has like a very um, fixed structure and all the other world cinema that exists has very different approaches to storytelling uh, in all forms like i'm not talking about just movies but stories that uh, people tell on other like different parts of the world they have different approaches to these stories and they have like uh, different ideas of storytelling it, it's wonderful to have a movie like luca because luca at the end of the day it's not a movie that has a lot of action it doesn't have it's not a movie that has a lot of uh, drama it, it's not constantly moving around to get your attention you know it can be quiet at times it can be very uh, slow at times it can be meditative and you're never bored of it like even in its slow moments you're kind of enjoying the uh, the weather you're kind of enjoying the scenery you're enjoying the little things that are happening on screen which i think it's beautiful and it's it's important you know it's important to diversify your approach to art 
uh, especially because this kind of art really can touch you in ways that uh, you know generic art can't or like intellectual art intellectual as in like nolan movies can only go so far they can intellectually stimulate you but movies like luca i think can touch you on a they can bring back memories they can uh, make you feel uh, things that simply just like they can't be explained but with, with that like i don't know if there's anything else to say i mean i guess not i think we covered pretty much everything uh, the only thing that is probably that i now want to spend all my summers in italy <laughs> well with that case every, after every movie sometimes it's japan sometimes it's china sometimes it's italy no i mean uh, obviously like i you already know like i have been dying to go to southeast asia and it's like not because of just because of raya but it's just yeah and now i also do want to like uh, go chill in like a italian uh, riviera town just go and uh, chill there for a good while maybe make a friends with some sea monsters who knows one thing i forgot to mention was that a lot of people i think were comparing this film to call me by your name call me by your name is a movie that takes place in northern italy it's very easy going it's very chill it has the same vibe as luca but call me by your name is about a very different uh, subject matter and uh, luca is about a very different subject matter and it's kind of it, it's it kind of irked me in a way because even i thought of call me by your name when i saw luca because there are similarities yes but the the movies are not one to one uh, i think the director also explained that he 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 was a fan of uh, luca's work uh, sorry luca as in call me by your name's director is also named luca that's a whole different thing but he was a fan of uh, that movie but this movie was more about uh, his life and that any kind of um, similarities that came about were just like coincidental and in a way that because call me by your name if you haven't seen it it is a very um, erotic movie in a way uh, it is about love it is about um, romanticism it is about affection which luca is not about in in any uh, any way luca is a, more about friendship it is about love yes but it is about love that is that you um, have in child, during childhood you know it's about the love that you have with friendships it's uh, it's a love that comes with uh, it's it's a very different kind of love than you know, what is uh, what is portrayed in call me by your name so uh, that's i think the only thing i wanted to uh, <laughs> talk about because i saw, i saw just like i was looking through like stuff about luca and i just saw it somewhere and yeah my only thing would be then if you if you the only thing that you can compare luca to is call me by your name my only th- suggestion would be watch more european movies because all of them are like this uh, or be like those two grandmoms who were the sea monsters lying in the shadows all the time yes yes we want a prequel about those grandmas <laughs> or a sequel with luca studying that would be nice too you know something like this i don't want i don't want to you know fantasize like we did for raya you know more uh, conflict and all of that no this movie is good as it is if they want to spread the goodness more make a sequel i don't care i'll watch it but yeah uh, okay, okay. Uh, now that you reminded me of uh, a sequel thing i would like i would give you like um, i would ask you let's do this thing let's hypothesize uh, the way luca exists you get to make like a normal story so take a normal story like a story about friendship or a story about growing up or a or a very normal human story and if you can add one twist to it like lucas twisters is that it's a normal movie about uh, two friends spending the summer in an italian riviera but the twist is that the two friends are sea monsters so if you had to take a very normal story and then add a twist to it what would you do uh, do this creative exercises with me when i'm such weak at that the thing which comes up to my mind it is already done in star trek what the hell will i think of else <laughs> no everything is done in star trek that is there but just still anyway 
I don't know. You go first. Let me think. See, I wanted you to go first because I would have thinking time. <laughs> okay, so if I would have wanted that, then I would say maybe. Okay, so there's this period in life where we don't really remember. I think at this day and age, I don't even remember what what I did before I was a teen. You know, in my toddler phase. Okay. So not a kid where I don't understand anything. I'm just a stupid dumb person, and not a teenager where I'm again dumb. But there's a time between that where you have that sense of innocence, and I think these uh, Luca had such characters who were in that age, maybe around that period, where I don't know. Some of my guesses is what I don't want to take that, but I don't know. Maybe school life because I seriously don't remember anything that I did in those um, between uh, in the toddler age of school. Like how did I even behave myself? Like I have no. I memory. don't think a lot of us do. I just want to see maybe you know two aliens. For that matter, or a space, oh, nice. just a sea, ma- sea monsters. For that matter, how is the toddler school life for aliens? Yeah, for aliens, or maybe you know what? Let's make a twist to this. How is the toddler school life? Where uh, okay, now I know this is becoming a Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> toddler school life where they make an experiment and Earth is one of their experiments. See these weird. Oh damn! This is nice. This is this is very good. This is very amazing. That would be the whole simulation theory thing and all of that. This is this is the Hitchhiker's Guide thing, right? Ah, uh, well, that also that also works. See, everything is done. I have no original. No, it is done obviously, but this is a very interesting thing. Like two school children and their versions of Earth. To polish it a little bit, it would be like two aliens who are going to school and they get a project of they have to basically um, make an Earth. from scratch and you see the whole history of that earth and so what one kid's idea of how the evolution of humanity on earth would be versus another kid so one kids can be like very optimistic and hopeful another kids can be like full on destruction and rage and uh, all this stuff and through that you find out more about the kids uh, something like that you know that would be really cool and you know the best wish would be that towards the end both of them have the same fate yeah i mean <laughs> because when well, the universe does not care what type of humans evolve on the planet the universe lives on okay now this episode has completely derailed pushka do you have some you know optimistic storylines for us but mine would be like okay so you know how here we have like 33 million gods so what happens is one of the gods comes down to earth and he kind of um, starts so, so okay we'll make a normal one like this <laughs> okay this one might be a little bit nsfw uh, but it could it could be about a normal human being who i guess um, starts a friendship with another person just while he's on vacation or something and it turns out that that person is actually a god who's just hanging out on earth you can kind of have that dynamic of what is it like for gods and what is it like for humans to interact and what is the what are the differences between them how do how do uh, they feel about each other and stuff like that i mean it's already been do- done before a couple of times i think but it would be interesting like a god human dy- dynamic like you could do like a proper big bang theory but with a god and a human right that would actually be interesting you know now i think of the idea that we had floated while we were discussing where you know maybe instead of you know a important god it would be the god of anklets who came down and interacted with a child and they'll both oh, talk yeah. about the loneliness <laughs> Sure, Why yeah, am I that, making that everything pessimistic? Really I mean, it's it's interesting because pessimism leads to good storytelling. Uh, see, Luca has debunked that theory. No, like pessimism can lead into optimism, I guess. You know, who, who knows? Who knows? Because the the god will find solace with his friendship with the human, and uh, maybe he'll find out that uh, being worshipped is not as good as you know having a friend. Like being friends with humans, and maybe like he'll go back to uh, wherever the gods live, and he'll be like, maybe it's better if we just become friends with people and not have them worship us, because that leads to religious wars. 
guys if you steal our theories if you steal our stories please at least credit us give us some royalty <laughs> you know go ahead make them like we don't deny it give us some royalty come on anyway we're not earning it okay with that no but this could be in the next pixar movie but i mean obviously after that pixar would shut down because all the religious <laughs> fanatics would kill them but it, this would be a nice movie where all the gods hang out together and uh, they're suddenly sent back to earth all of them and they have to deal with all this shit that their religion has created uh, oh yeah damn this is getting more and more interesting before uh, pushkar reveals his next masterpiece idea we have to end this episode because this has been going so long yeah, so this has been your review of luca we kind of uh, <laughs> diverted halfway through but it was it was nice it was nice you got to listen to bonus content and for more bonus content i don't know there are no other platforms guys just listen to us yep. support us by buycoffee.com so every talkies follows everywhere and yeah with that if you have any other recommendations do hit us up till then thank you be optimistic keep on smiling tata goodbye and santa mozzarella thank you for listening to this episode follow us on social media and do let us know if you want to be part of the next episode till then live long and prosper